I don't think that's possible. Kyle, I don't see how the internet could ever be as sweet as the days of LimeWire and Kazaa and even Napster. I just don't see how that would work out. Boy, was that a time and a half. DarbyCast, Wildcard Friday, here you are, and we've got stuff to talk about. Of course we do, we always do. And we might zero in on some stuff that matters. We also might zero in on some nonsense. But that's par for the proverbial course. That is. That's what you come here for. And if you're new, congratulations. Because you now have the opportunity to unfuck a lot of your perceptions. That's a technical term. It's pretty scientific, high level. But today we're going to talk about Elon, one of my favorite African-Americans. He's pissing a lot of people off. Acquisition of Twitter. I'm recording this before it's happened, so it may have already happened. And mind you, I don't trust Elon all the way, okay? He still could be not all the way okay. But we're going to put ourselves in the mindset that Elon is a hero, because that's where we all want to be, obviously. For those of you who don't know what's going on, you might not. Elon, money bags Elon, is thinking about buying Twitter. And P.S., by the time this launches, it may have already happened. What a treat, right? And naturally, the skin jobs, who are they? Demons, who are trying to pass as humans who generally tend to be blue check marks on Twitter, they are up in arms about Elon buying a significant portion or all of Twitter. And why is that? Because they are unprincipled hacks and their ideas are about as sturdy as a fart in a tornado. They are pulling out all the stops. Maybe you've seen some of their little tweets saying that Elon can't do this. He can't acquire Twitter. This is bullshit. And that's when you remind him, hey, Twitter's a private company. They can do whatever they want. Hurts when uh, your own arguments are turned against you, doesn't it? Just like how with the old Vaxaruski, when you dropped a my body, my choice, that gave people brain aneurysms. Like, it's different. It's that, no. It's different. It's like, it's actually, uh, no, it's not. You just have no principles. You are an intellectual midget at best and a very dishonest demon person in actuality. That's probably closer to the way things actually are. Elon Musk allowing more speech on the internet on Twitter is a threat to free speech. More free speech is a threat to free speech. How does that work, you idiot? And again, I'll remind you, this is all just with the hypothetical of Elon actually acquiring Twitter and him being a decent dude who's not a Pied Piper and uh, up to no good. I don't want to imagine that he's in that space. I can imagine that. I can entertain that idea, but I don't have to accept it quite yet. Kyle, you're still stuck on the whole Kazaa thing, right? Pixelated lesbian action. Get your head out of the gutter, man. We're past that. We are so past that. Porn is not good for you, Kyle. 
It ruins relationships and it nukes your T levels. And it offends God himself. Wake up, Kyle. But boy, does aggressive leftism die immediately, if not propped up by extreme censorship and account banning in general. These people are terrified because they might have to defend their ideas that suck. Imagine what it would be like if the era of extreme censorship waned even slightly. The shadow bans were lifted on the Darby cast. And all of a sudden, you've got a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, laughing their asses off and being like, wow, the fact that such excellence was concealed from me, I'm pissed. Barry Obama recently was saying that free speech is violence. And it's like, dude, you are a bad guy. Anybody who is pro-censorship is not your friend. He said, if people are allowed to criticize a bunch of fringe out-of-control groups that are making life miserable for a lot of people that are being propped up by the largest and most powerful institutions in the world, that would be bad. There might be violence. And such is the way of nature. Let us zero in on a very simple fact that politics is in fact a surrogate for violence. It is a civil way that we deal with conflicts that would otherwise be solved with a whole lot of damage. And when the political process breaks down because people feel as though they are not in control of their circumstances, violence is in fact potentially, I won't advocate for it so I don't get banned, but it is potentially the correct thing to do. Let me pose that as a question. Is violence in response to tyranny, is that okay.com? Is that okay.com? Kyle, can you imagine if that website were available for purchase? Things worth a lot. We should lobby Elon to acquire that as a fact-checking site to just absolutely pull the pants down around Snopes. How terrible is Snopes? My gosh. Fact-checkers? Get out of here, right? It's funny. You've got a lot of people who label themselves things that would suggest that they were on the level, but boy, are they not. Look at a site like Snopes. Fact checkers. What a ruse. They are merely there to reinforce the exact same censorship that's being imposed by all the other tech giants, except they call themselves fact checkers, and somehow there are people who think, yeah, they're objective, for sure. Objectivity has not been on the menu for quite some time. We all know this. Cowards, criminals, and charlatans have had their time in the sun. Boy, have they. Twitter was their ultimate playground where they could verbally 69 one another. But it was like an ongoing repeating number thing where it was just like this huge, huge orgy of anti-intellectualism that just has gotten so out of hand. And these people don't realize they're insane. Crazy people are always the last people to know they're crazy. I've said this on the Darby cast before, and I'll say it again. People have asked me, they say, how do you know you're not crazy? 
Well, because I know I'm kind of out there. If I didn't, then I'd be in a real danger zone. The scariest crazy people have no idea that they're as crazy as they come off. In fact, they think they're the good guys. Snopes.com, here we are. Imagine a dam bursting instead of water. It's just a deluge of truth washing away the flaming lies of the political class and rank-and-file useful idiots who have thought for the longest time that towing the line of war criminals and pedophiles would end up going real well for them. That if they just put a sign in their front yard that said, I love Kiev. And it's going to come as a shock to them when they realize how small of a minority they are and that a lot of people disagree with them and then can also back up their viewpoints with a lot of statistics. How immensely statistically literate has the population become in recent history as a direct result of the lies that have been forced down everybody's throat? All of a sudden, you have eight-year-olds walking around quoting FBI crime statistics, and it just makes me want to cheer and say, Billy, you're going to do great. The people that say free speech is violence are fundamentally misrepresenting what free speech could lead to. Free speech could lead to a lot of people understanding what's actually going on. And if more people understood the scope of how hard they have been bamboozled over an extended time period, that might cause them to feel a little bit startled and a little bit upset and say, wait a second, you've been pushing pornography on the population for nefarious ends? This isn't just about prostate health? Wait a second. That might rustle a couple people's jimmies. It might. Wait a second. Women have the ability to be bad people? Really? Wait a second. Protected classes who want elevated status in society for their sexual perversions? These people aren't always as amazing as we've been suggesting? Are you kidding me? Scary, scary times. And the blue check marks and many other people who have been trying to control the flow of information and people's perception, they don't have the self-awareness to realize that they have created the conditions for the situation that they might find themselves in, in the immediate future. They have very little clue. And it's pathological. They cannot fathom that their abhorrent behavior would make people pretty upset. Wait, you're telling me that a guy who sprayed a crowd of people with a maelstrom of bullets while yelling, I hate white people specifically, you're telling me that people are upset by his words and his actions and that no matter how he looked, that wouldn't be a very strong defense for anything that he did? Get out of town. 
I'd be terrified if I were a blue check mark. I would be absolutely mortified at the prospect of everything that could happen. They're pretty brazen about it, though. They've been smacking a bomb with a sledgehammer for a really long time. And then all of a sudden, they're going to be like, that bomb blew up in my face. That was an evil bomb. And it's like, no, you shouldn't have been hitting it with a hammer, you dipshit. And that comes as like news to some of these people. I don't know. You can't fix that. If somebody is fundamentally incapable of self-reflecting and would suggest that the only reason that people don't like them is because of how they look. If somebody runs the play for an extended time period, say maybe their entire life, that everybody else is the problem and their behavior has nothing to do with how people perceive them, that turns out pretty goofy when it all kind of sorts itself out. Kind of a rude awakening. I know somebody who uh, stole some intellectual property from me. And I told him very clearly, very plainly. I said, hey, pal, just so you know, what you're doing has both civil and criminal penalties. And you should probably stop or just compensate me for my work. And his response to me, he said, I think if I looked different, I think if I looked like you, you would have forgiven me by now. And my response to him was, dude, if anything, I've been going easier on you. If you looked like I did, I probably would have slapped you or uh, dispatched a really burly lesbian named Randy to slap you to kind of keep a little distance because I don't want to strike a former friend. I don't. If this Randy call out is not landing with you, you're going to want to go ahead and listen to the episode, Randy Stops the Apocalypse. There's a lot baked into that proverbial cake. We all know about the proverb about lesbian cakes. We all know that one. It's kind of hilarious watching these unprincipled pseudo-intellectuals try their best at crying wolf this late in the game. And it's falling on deaf ears. Who would have thought? If I were in the position of a blue check mark, every day, probably 50 times a day, I would just be tweeting or posting on Instagram or whatever platform I'd say, I was super wrong about a lot of shit and I'm really sorry. Please accept my apology. I am in way over my head. And I didn't realize that I was upsetting a lot of people. That's a start. And people do not have to accept that apology because it's like the stuff that you've been saying that's been influencing the population has led to a lot of people uh, getting hurt either by their own hands or by the hands of others. So as nice as your apology is, I actually don't have to accept it because frankly, you have never accepted an apology. And this is all wishful thinking because again, pathological thinkers, fundamentally incapable of self-reflection. And if you're incapable of self-reflection, you're also incapable of an honest and heartfelt apology. This is a fantasy that we all have, that 
the gloves would come off, at least from a conversational intellectual standpoint. Say, hey, you want to go toe-to-toe and let me just rake you through the mud and tell you why you're a fucking idiot? The internet is a fascinating place, is it not? Where you have people who are objectively moronic, spouting very underdeveloped ideas and theories, and then finding themselves at the end of their talking points and just losing it and unleashing toddler-adjacent tirades of insults towards the other person, thus revealing that their hand is a whole lot of nothing. They've been bluffing their way through conversations, trying to act like they've got a royal flush, but boy, do they have a two, three, seven, nine, six offsuit. Nothing's really going well in that hand. Kyle, do I sound pissed off or do I sound like I am excited? Can it be both, right? Why not? I don't see this happening. I don't see the trajectory of what we've been experiencing somehow just miraculously altering course. I think when things really start to fall apart, I think the rats will flee the ship when they realize we cannot loot the grain and the tasty bread in the hull of the ship anymore. Turns out that the crew is awake and they have shovels and it's rat hunting season. You have a lot of duplicitous people who are potentially in the ballpark of extreme surprise when they may not be able to insulate themselves from criticism any longer. And that will come as a shock to them. And say, wait, everybody doesn't think I'm sweet? What? Wait, I'm not super smart? I don't know how to debate? I've been on the scholastic playing field where all the pitches are underhanded beach balls and nobody fields anything? And now you're saying it's time to play hardball? Speaking of which, Hardball with Keanu Reeves, not a bad movie. Really sad when G-Baby took some uh, buckshot to the chest, though. We all remember that. If you've seen the movie, Keanu Reeves, gambling addict down on his luck, dispatched to help some inner city youth. After that, he probably was like, all right, I'm done with this. But cool memory. Bunch of fat women are going to be shocked when they learn that people don't think they're that sexy at all. Jim Caviezel is going to get a lot of recognition for his role in The Passion. I can't speak highly enough of Jim Caviezel, I swear. Really good dude. Sounds pretty incredible, doesn't it? The psychotic and malevolent political left no longer having a stranglehold on people's perception of reality. Sounds kind of nice. However, let's take it into Unabomber territory. Not like go blow shit up, but just like ideologically. The technology itself is more of the problem than the platforms and what to do with them. If we can just kind of zoom out a little bit. It doesn't matter who's in control of what. The internet is 
fundamentally flawed. It's too much. It's just, it is. We all know it, at least to varying degrees. I have a fairly intimate relationship with the destructive capabilities of unfettered access to nonsensical information. Free speech is great when all my opinions are propped up. Democracy is only good if my candidate wins. These people, man. These fucking people. The mask has been slipping for a really, really long time on the blue check marks and their superiors and those superiors, superiors. So going all the way up the food chain to the spiciest dirtbags in the world. There is potential that these people's time in the sun is over. The flip side of that is that we will continue moving into a suffocating space of conversational stagnation, ideological purgatory. That's where we've been for a long time. Kind of sucks. It'll be hilarious if and when really basic ideas get thrown out where people are like, hey, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Hey, why have we been doing things in such a self-destructive fashion for so long? What the hell is this about? What, you're saying we shouldn't chop boys' dicks off if they look at a doll once? I've never entertained a thought like that before. Wait a second. We shouldn't have citywide parades just because guys like to suck each other off? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not all the way there yet. Wait, we should bring back the death penalty in a huge way because some people are unreformably destructive to the people around them? Are you evil, dude? Wait, we should teach our nation's history as one of optimism, triumph, and humongous victories left and right to raise the collective self-esteem of our population? Sounds awfully dangerous. Let me know if I heard you correctly. We should read more and not applaud people who can barely write a sentence. We should not carve out academic spaces for the discipline of Ebonics. Are you sure? That's been going so well, though. It's pretty funny how a lot of people think that just because they have an opinion means that their opinion should be regarded at least as a 50-50 shot of, well, who's really right with a side that is much better concocted and delivered? Like somebody with a very rough, crude, whittled boat should be regarded as the same kind of shipbuilder as somebody who designs a cruise liner? Like, well, they're both boats. I guess that's sort of true. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't angrily stormed off and been like, this is not okay. You have probably found yourself in a conversation or a hundred in the past couple years where people are like, you have to respect my opinion. And it's like, First off, it's not your opinion. It's something that you heard on TV or 
on some social media site. You have no idea what you're talking about. You can't answer any questions that I'm asking you about the validity of the points that you're making. You've run out of things to say, and now you're simply throwing insults my way. Explain to me why I'm supposed to take you seriously. Explain to me why if democracy were real and not hopelessly corrupt, why I would want somebody like you voting at all. I wouldn't trust you to color inside the lines on a crayons by numbers flipbook. That's about your level of responsibility that I'm willing to dispense and say, give it a shot. Otherwise, I don't think you should be consulted for a whole lot. And I could say these things to many an adult, and boy, would they throw a temper tantrum just like the toddler that they've been kind of operating like. This is bullshit. You're not validating my opinion. It's like, well, why would I validate nonsense, you idiot? What, am I going to waste my breath reasoning with a child, an intellectual child? My opinion's just as valid as yours. Agree to disagree. What? What are you talking about? Are idiots going to realize that they're idiots anytime soon? Probably not. Are they just going to get angrier and angrier until somebody has to forcibly correct them? Give them a mean spanking, however that looks, as a metaphor? Perhaps. Nobody wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to take an adult, throw them up against a barbed wire fence and say, you have been pushing your luck for a long time. But God bless Elon Musk, right, for potentially saying you're allowed to do this with your words now with the hope that we can get some course corrections going. That's another thing that lefties don't realize is that by suppressing free speech, they increase the probability of violence against them in a dramatic way. And that's not a threat. That's not a promise. That is simply the reality of suppressing people and suppressing reality itself and people describing the nature of reality. Free speech is a very peaceful way to solve things. It is the basis of negotiating things that would otherwise be settled with violence. So if you're pro-censorship, whether you know it or not, you're actually putting yourself straight in the crosshairs of a whole lot of violence. Funny how that works, isn't it? We're doing this to prevent violence against these groups. And it's like, well, then you are asking for violence uh, upon yourself. These people don't realize that. It's okay, though, I guess. Probably not okay at all. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a lot of carnage. Listen, I like my carnage to be contained. I don't like unrestricted slugfests. Show me a boxing match. Show me UFC. Show me the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings. That's my brand. That's my taste. I don't necessarily want to see guys wearing Avengers t-shirts with Deathly Hallows tattoos saying Voldemort, right? I don't know what you're even talking about, dude. 
and neither do you. Yes, I do. It's okay. You don't, but we can just agree to disagree, right? You fucking idiot. There used to be a time when there were competent people and incompetent people, and they each knew which category into which they fell. Now you have highly competent people second guessing themselves at every turn and being like, am I out of bounds? And I'm here to tell you that you're probably not. You're probably dead on in most of your perceptions and your intuition is honed and it's precise. All the while you've got people watching the Cartoon Network and late night variety shows, you know, the major propaganda pieces that are on every night where the audience may or may not be laughing and clapping, but they cue them uh, to do that. Let's zero in on that real quick. Some people don't know that late night television is propaganda. Can you imagine being that big of a dope? I can't. Check that. Yes, I can. I could put myself in that space and be like, this is comedy at its finest. But then when I finally figured out that I was like an idiot, that would hurt. And don't get me wrong. Like, I know I'm kind of an idiot. I don't understand everything going on. Let's just have a little time of self-reflection. But it's pretty easy to figure out the right way to do things because the fans of extreme censorship give ideas that are so wrong that if you tried things that were anywhere in the vicinity of the opposite, the exact opposite of what they were saying, things would go a lot better. You don't need to be a genius to figure out that a lot of stuff going on right now is not the correct way to do things. How do you define correct? The nuclear family is strong. Kids aren't killing themselves. Drug addiction goes down in a huge way. Our currency isn't bottoming out. We're not getting involved in useless foreign wars. People are not extremely isolated and spending the majority of their day online. This might be a little bit more correct in terms of the way things are going. Young families can afford property. Massive corporations are not dictating policy to government. People don't get free passes on miserable and destructive behavior and thoughts just because they have some wacky combination of an inferiority complex mixed with a God complex. They might look different, maybe have a year-round tan. Maybe they are a chick and they like licking other chicks downstairs. Name a protected class. Doesn't really matter. Boy, is this an atypical Darby cast. Kyle, it's a little too on the nose, isn't it? A little too straightforward, but it is kind of refreshing from time to time. Kyle, is it not? To just lay it all out there and kind of center ourselves around what things could look like. We know the way things are, but we also know the way things could look like. This is a theme that we discuss on the Darby cast from time to time. Hey, this is the way things are going. It's not good. Let's not try to frame things as good v. evil. Let's just frame things as good v. bad. Look at outcomes of decisions and then kind of operate from that space. Figure out what our societal goals are and that maybe we perpetuate our civilization. Maybe we consider that, do some things that might turn out well in the long term. Tell a couple people, no, 
Yeah, the answer to what you're saying is a resounding no. People are offended when you tell them no. And it's like the more offensive some statements are that are rooted in truth, the less I want to interface with the people who oppose those things. These are wretched, angry individuals. Look at the child predator apologist who was just appointed to the Supreme Court and then look at all of the people's responses to that and saying, well, whoop-de-doo, we got exactly what we wanted. We got a black chick on the Supreme Court, but you know what else sucks? And it's like, you are insatiably miserable. We cannot listen to anything that you have to say because no matter how much our society has hamstrung itself to accommodate you, it's never enough. And so we should probably start walking back all of your absurd demands that we've been offering. And if you've been listening carefully, you'll notice that I have never advocated for violence, nor have I advocated for hating these people. Anybody, I haven't advocated for hate. All I'm advocating for is equal footing. And boy, is that dangerous for people who have been walking around in mechanized robot suits made out of lies and false confidence. You say, let's go toe-to-toe. You don't get your mech warrior suit, though. Or I get a mech warrior suit and we do this toe-to-toe. Either way, we just have to be uh, either in the same vehicle or both out of the vehicle if we're going to kind of square up. If you want to fight in a game where it's rigged in your favor, don't be surprised when people don't want to play. And don't be surprised when if your game spills over into the lives of people. Imagine playing baseball and a bunch of kids kept whacking balls into their neighbor's windows. The neighbors weren't playing this baseball game. They just have a bunch of shattered windows. Don't be surprised when those neighbors eventually say like, hey, I noticed you haven't replaced any of the windows and you continue to break windows even when I buy new ones. I'm going to have to ask you politely to stop playing baseball. And then those people don't stop playing baseball. They keep wrecking windows and eventually they just come with their bats and just start tapping on all the windows and breaking all of them on purpose. Do the people who are getting their windows smashed, do they have the right to be kind of upset? Let's take it a step further. The police show up and rather than escorting the kids hitting baseballs into people's windows to a nearby park and saying, this is your space. You can play here. You have been fucking up other spaces. And so this is pretty important. Rather than that happening, the cops come and they arrest the homeowners with broken windows. They're like, you shouldn't have a negative reaction to your property being vandalized consistently. What are you, some kind of right winger? There are idiots out in the world who would listen to an episode like this and reject it, even though I have been issuing nothing but amazing call out after amazing call out, followed by amazing metaphors and amazing analogies. There are people who would hear this and they'd be like, this is straight up evil. Newsflash, it's not. 
if the people who have been running the program and in charge of public perception wanted to get a read on how people actually thought and felt about them, they might key into this episode of the Darby cast because it is strangely on point. Is it not? If you're listening to this, you're like, whoa, this is nuts because it's so accurate. Kyle, how long have we been going? And by we, I mean me. You're not carrying this. Don't tell me the time. Don't tell me. We're in a nice lane right now. And for that reason, we're going to tap it off. Leave the people saying, give me more of this fresh air. Stick around. Listen to episodes past, present, and future. Listen to this episode again and be like, wow, this guy put into words. A lot that makes a fuck ton of sense. He seems like a pretty good dude. And so does this fellow, Kyle. Kyle, I'm always looking out for you. The people like you a lot. I get a lot of emails, Kyle. I really do. People saying, good job, Kyle. But that's it. That's DarbyCast. That's Wildcard Friday. We'll see what happens with Twitter. We'll see what happens in this crazy world. I might be totally off, right? I might just get wrecked. I'm truly surprised it hasn't happened already. I am a bit perplexed, given the way things are going, that they haven't just started going house to house and finding people who don't agree with things and stringing us up. Hasn't happened yet, but maybe it will, maybe it won't. Either way, you enjoy the rest of your day.